What's the most important resource that you have? If you really thought about this deeply, I think you'd come to the same conclusion that Joey and I did. It's time. In our newest book, Wealth Without Wall Street, The Three Steps to Financial Freedom Through Passive Income, we talk about how are we tracking that time? Well, what is the thing that we can do to get more of that time back? That's right. If you've ever been listening to our podcast and thought, man, it would be amazing if I could take all the things that you guys have learned over the last 10 years and just summarize them, put them in some way to easily digest them and take action, that's what this book is all about. You're not going to want to miss it. Go to wealthwithoutwallstreet.com forward slash new book and get your copy today. Stallion, today's topic is paying the penalty with your IRA. I want to ask you a question right off the bat. What do you think the penalty is of not having clarity of what it would be like when you're financially free? I think it's an enormous penalty. I don't know how much how to put it in like numbers or anything like that, but it's enormous. Well, but do you not think that one of the biggest stumbling blocks people have as they try to envision what that is, is just the number of things standing in their way? Like, oh, well, does that mean I have to have a lot of money? Does that mean I need to have a lot of time? Well, if I in, what, in, what will I invest in? What if that investment doesn't work out? Is that investment in real estate or is it in business? Is it in the crypto market or is it in lending? How will I take that money? Do I need to set up an LLC? Do you think any of those questions are going through someone's mind? Oh, absolutely. Those are the hows, right? Those are the hows shroud our mind so we never even see the why. And I, I think too often times without clarity, right, we stop. A confused mind does nothing. That's a huge penalty. So today, as you hear us talking about paying the penalty in your IRA, I want you to come from the mindset of maybe the reason why if you're one who's kept their IRA, have been scared, if you will, to get out of it, I would guess it has more to do not with the financial stuff where it's going to break down and probably eliminate for you. And it probably has more to do on the mindset. And it's all of those next steps. So Joey, what would you tell someone who is concerned about maybe not knowing what to do? How could they get the answers to something like that? Uh, I think the, the number one key aspect to what to do is being educated, right? Mm -hmm. Finding a way to surround yourself with the people mentors, uh, models that can help you to figure out exactly what you should do once you're very clear on the why. And, you, you know, I want to recommend our passport challenge for that. If you haven't already joined us uh, in our community, go to wealthwithoutwallstreet.com forward slash passport and get clear on your why. The what is in our inner circle and you got to join us there afterwards. Well, what I would say, too, is, you know, if you're one of those that just loves kind of like digging in individually and studying, do what Joey said. Go take the passport. It will give you vision. It will give you vision. It will help you have clarity. But if you're like me, you're very distractible. It's hard to go take a course and go through that process. So, you know, um, your, your nature is to unfortunately not follow through on some of these things. And it's easier for you to schedule a 15 minute call create accountability by scheduling it right now at wealthwhitewallstreet.com forward slash free call. And you set up a time where you actually can ask some of these questions, go through some of the issues that you think that are troubling you and keeping you from becoming financially free. Our coaches will listen. They will write down. They will help you determine where you are 
and then help you set up a, a time frame to think about what is the right next thing for you. So I would t- tell you, depending on where you are, if you're a, a, an independent thinker, you want to like do stuff on your own, follow the passport. If you need help and you want to make sure that you don't fall short, do the free call route. Joey, today's podcast is too good. We, we went a long uh, time going through it because there's a lot to cover. So let's don't steal any more thunder from it. Let's pull our seats up to the table and belly up. Welcome to the Wealth Without Wall Street podcast, your guide to understanding how to get out of the Wall Street rat race and start your own mailbox money lifestyle. Now, don't let these handsome Southern draws fool you. These financial minds are teaching our country to enhance savings, increase cash flow, and create passive income, all without the help of Wall Street. Are you ready to break through? Now here are your hosts, Russ Morgan and Joey Murray. Welcome into the Financial Freedom Roundtable, where each week we break down complex financial topics so that you can more easily understand them, and more importantly, take action on your path to becoming financially free. If this is your first time in the room, welcome. Glad to have you here. I'm Russ Morgan. They call me the idea guy, mostly because lack of follow-through guy just didn't sound so good to me. Enough about me for a minute, though. Let me introduce you to my co-host, the Italian Stallion. He's got the license plate cover to prove it, Mr. Joe Murray. Stallion, good afternoon. Oh, so good to see you and, and all these guys at the round table. I love, love this time. Hey, Stallion, can you tell everybody who's not watching live with us what I'm wearing today? You're repping today. You are decked out in the ATL, right? Atlanta. Right. Are, are you repping the city or the or the the baseball team? I don't I don't I see city there. Yeah. Well, I oh, mean okay, okay. I see the brave symbol down. It, okay. It's, it's it's all for the A, man. Sure. Right? Good on you. Well, Good on you. I, I did that for a reason, right? Today's topic is paying the penalty with my IRA. I have no idea what the connection is here, and I'm sure everybody else is with me. All I can All think right. is Russ doesn't want to be an Auburn fan yet. Not this year. <laughs> <laughs> oh. You're 100% right. You know what happened today, Ernie? And here, first, let me properly bring Ernie into this. Yeah, please bring everybody in the roundtable. I mean, the guy's a sleuth. He's like what I like to call a true financial Sherlock Holmes of our day. No problem too difficult to solve. If I would just only known him earlier, I would have been so much richer, says everybody, Mr. Downtown, Atlanta, Ernie Brown. That is it for two more days. The Georgia Bulldogs are champions of the world. Oh, yeah. they 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 are champions of the college football world. The Atlanta Braves are the champions of the world, right? Major League <laughs> Baseball. I know they're not champions of the college football world. So if they want to be champions yeah. of the world, fine. So so Ern, you you said that I was delaying, um, you know, the Auburn gear or post prolonging my baseball gear, and it's true, right? Like. People right now are getting ready to watch college football tonight. I'm actually going to go hang out with some guys because it's college football night, first night, first Thursday night of the of the football year, and I'm going to be repping my braves because I'm throwing a penalty flag on college football. Until after October, it, it's still baseball season. It's a penalty to start football season this early, in my opinion. Literally, that's your connection to this? 
Yeah, I just really wanted to, to talk stop. about Atlanta Braves. It's okay. Just just point that out. I right. can't believe uh, you didn't pick that up, Joey. Man. <laughs> I'm, I'm so far off. All right, this has nothing to do with our topic today. So let me bring in other hosts. We've got the retiree of the group, Mr. Catch Me If You Can, when he's not killing bears with his bare hands or, or catching tuna. He's right here dropping gold nuggets, Mr. Mark Harguchi. Welcome, Mark. Afternoon, everybody. Oh, man, penalties. Penalties, yeah. Uh, a lot of those, since I'm a Raiders fan, uh, we have those in spades. Uh, Raiders definitely know how to uh, generate penalties and uh, succumb to them. But uh, we're going to talk about how to overcome, uh, potentially, some of these penalties that that might be lurking in your future. Raiders fan, huh? Is that because that was the closest team to Hawaii? Uh, that was because in third grade, uh, there was a football roster up and everybody had to pick a team. And when it got to my turn, they looked like the coolest uniform, um, but yet some of the most disappointing seasons ever. So, <laughs> Hey, my, my favorite football player of all time played for the Raiders. And? And you <laughs> want to guess? Have no idea. Bo? Bo Jackson. Yeah. Okay. Good night. Okay, did he have a penalty on his IRA? I mean, what what are we getting to this topic? For the love. I'm so sick the of the penalty is in asking Joey sports questions. There is a penalty. He doesn't know him. Let's move on. Exactly. Right, why why are we talking about paying the penalty with my IRA, Earn? Well, when I thought about this, we like to think in terms of we want to achieve financial freedom. If that is the grass is greener on the other side, if that's the pasture that you're wanting to get to, the penalty on the IRA is the fence at the end of your property. And you might feel like you can't go past. Wow. That's pretty deep, man. If the pasture is financial freedom, the penalty is the IRA, the fence. Oh, I said that wrong. If yeah, you the did. Fin financial freedom is the pasture, the penalty of the IRA is the fence. That was good. The only thing that could make what I said better is if you repeat it. So thank you. I just want those who are who are moving down the road right now at a fast pace to to let that sink in for a second. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Mark, why are we talking about this topic today? Why is it important? Freedom, baby. It's all about freedom. I want to figure out how can I liberate my guys and gals that have been locked up in purgatory and whatever the cost let's get them out of there let's do it because i know they can work a lot harder on this side of uh, the proverbial fence as opposed to being locked up behind the other side so you're trying to you're trying to bust people out that's it it's a full-on jailbreak let's get them loose <laughs> joseph yes why is it important i think i remember when i was meeting with people one-on-one -on -one, and even when i was meeting with you once I unlocked this idea of infinite banking and I knew that I could now start to have money in my control, in my access, the first places that I went to was to, to think of how could I expand my system was in all these places that were locked up, right? 401ks, IRAs, things like this. And I think that today's topic needs to be demystified, right? Yeah. Wall Street and big banks and all these others have shown us or, or at least convinced us that these dollars are 
are just completely to be deferred and not to be used today. And we need to demystify that to make people understand what their options are. Gotcha. Well, I mean, I, you and I have been doing um, a gratitude journal for the last 10 days, right? Trying yeah. to get our, our minds in the habit of being grateful for many things. And I dare to say that no one has ever written their IRA as one of the things that they were grateful for in their gratitude journal. Agree or disagree? I would say you're probably right, unless somebody just inherited one that was like, oh, wow, I just got this really big gift for free. And they just, they see it as a gift, not as something that's now locked up. I said theirs, not someone else's. I don't believe anybody has ever written their own IRA as something they're grateful for, because all of the things that you're grateful for are going to be things that you are using and, 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 and seeing at work, right? While this is something that's happening behind the scenes and you don't know if it's good or bad, right? You're not able to touch it. And I would say that would be one of those things that is not going to be making the list, right? It's not going to be like your land flipping business earning. It's not going to be like the short-term rental business that you had, Joey. It's not going to be your ATM syndication, Mark. Right. Those are things that you're seeing actively at work, creating cash flow for you. And you're going to be like, yeah, I'm grateful for that. But the thing that's sitting over here dormant, not being used, is probably the last thing that's going to come to mind. It's definitely not going to be in the top five, which is what, Joey, you and I have been putting on our gratitude journal every day. All right. What are the main things that we're going to cover today? I want to, I want to break this down to three different points, right? Uh, one, education. Like, let's... Let's just cover the facts, Jack. Two, mindset. Are you really afraid of your ability more than the penalty? And then three, the financial aspects. Like, what's the math behind the specific thing? So, Mark, we talk about education, the basics behind this. What is something that many people that you talk to may not even know about their IRA, their qualified plan? Regardless of how you use it, regardless of what you're doing with it, around it, near it, beside it, it doesn't create cash flow today. So it's not a today type of thing. And I, I've, I've spoken to several people and they go, oh, but I've, I've got my, my IRA and I can go and invest in, in this thing. And I say, okay, well, that, that sounds great. Um, have we changed your passive income cash flow? Well, what do you mean? Well, everything that you make has to go back into that thing. You don't get to use it and then enjoy it today and then just put back the original part. Everything has to go in there. So it's not something that's actually going to allow you in, in the way that I look at the world to be self-sufficient today. It's a future bet. It's a future gamble. It's a future project. All right. How about you, Aaron? We are talking about paying the penalty on on an IRA, but just under the vein of qualified plans, just just recently I've come in contact with people who are who are turning the corner, getting on the financial freedom journey, who have found our podcast and say, this is interesting. And so this this little little fact is for the beginners. I'm sure many people know this, 
But I've run into this recently talking to people who have 401ks and they say, I want to go get money out of my 401k and I want to go begin to put it into these things. And I don't like to be the bearer of bad news, uh, but the reality is you can't just go get money out of a 401k. <laughs> you can't pay the penalty on your 401k. That money is trapped. And so people will call their administrators and see if they can get it out. And they ask them, what's your, what's your hardship? Are you buying a, a home? What are, you, what are you doing? What do you need this money for? And they realize that it's not their money in the 401k and they can't get access to it. And that is a, a bubble burster of people who have been storing all this money away are now ready to go get it and they can't get it out. I, Ernie, I know people who have lost hundreds of thousands of dollars because they couldn't access the money in their IRA to do an investment. They actually oh. had a self-directed IRA. They had a, you know, what they would have thought is the ability to send the money wherever they wanted to until when they were getting ready to do this one investment, the, the IRA custodian, the self-directed IRA custodian says, no, that doesn't qualify within our parameters. And they watched that investment go up hundreds of thousands of dollars over the next five years. I feel bad for them. You know, like I was thinking, you should do this deal without your IRA. But the reality is, is that we're, that's where their wealth had been accumulated. They hadn't built enough cash outside of it. Joey, the number one obstacle keeping people from becoming financially free is what? Lack of access to cash. Right. So whenever you've done that, that's a great example. But you you Joey, just pointed out, you just pointed out one of the key educational pieces about an IRA is it is in the face of financial freedom. It is not a today asset, as Mark mentioned, it is an accumulation tool. And I would even say it's actually someone else's tool for wealth. Um, it's, it's Wall Street's tool for wealth because they're taking access to your cash and making all the fees off of it, whether it goes up or down, right? And you know, it does not turn into something that I can use today. The second thing about it not being a today asset is it's a deferral of the tax calculation. For, first of all, deferring taxes sounds like a good thing. And you've heard us say this on the show, but if you haven't, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lay out the picture for you. Russ and I were at a closing last week. Praise the Lord, we sold the house that we, we should have never bought for a short-term rental, but it turned into this uh, you know, crazy thing. We sold the house. The buyer is sitting at the closing table. And he he's sitting there next to the attorney. Maybe you've been to a closing and you can you can kind of you know picture this. He passes the attorney passes the loan documentation for the new mortgage that he's just about to get on the house. He goes over the um, the time frame of the loan. It's a thirty year loan. He goes over the property address, make sure that that matches. He goes over the fact that there's insurance required to be kept on this property at all times, all the details that you're used to. And he gets down to the interest rate. It says TBD. Hmm. And the, the, you know, the buyer looks up and he's like, TBD? What does that mean? And the, the attorney just says, well, your loan officer just said it's to be determined. So if you'll just sign below, we can go ahead and get this done. 
this didn't really happen. But what is the chances <laughs> that that buyer was ever going to sign that document? Man, Joey, when, if that would have happened, we wouldn't have closed, but it would have been <laughs> par for the course on the progress that we had with that house. <laughs> exactly. My point is your IRA has a hidden penalty that you don't even know about. And it is the fact that you don't know what the taxes are going to be. And by the way, in light of today's environment of inflation, where trillions of dollars are being printed from thin air, and don't get me started on how they're being passed to people with college loan debt. Do you think there's any chance that the taxes on your IRA are gonna be lower than they are today? Not a chance. And yeah, well, the calculation of those is going to be deferred to some unknown time frame. This is a bad deal, 100%. That's a that's the hidden penalty. Well, I, I would one thing I'd add to this, because I've heard the argument on the other side of, man, well, when I get to retirement, I'm going to be making a lot less money than I'm making today. And, you know, most likely that means my bracket will be lower. Well, one, you're making an assumption that brackets will be lower, right? Like you don't know that the starting bracket isn't 50%, <laughs> right? We have no idea what that bracket will be. Because remember, we're dealing with an IRS code that was a temporary tax. Like it was a one-year tax at 7% back in 1913. And that temporariness has been extended and the rates have been increased. And I would say that we don't know the answer to that. But the second part of that, which is a fallacy, is that if you assume that in retirement you will not be making or needing that amount of money, boy, why are you listening to this podcast? Turn it off. Go to DaveRamsey.com and <laughs> get on the Baby Step program, right? Because I'm going to say that we are definitely going to continue to blow your mind on what's possible and if you follow half of what these coaches are sharing on a weekly basis and our guests who come on here and you in 10, 20, 40 years from now are making less than you're making now, boy, somebody has truly failed you because that would be and that would be a mistake. That would be like Auburn losing to Mercer in their first game earning, in my oh, opinion. That would be that would be that bad of a loss hey, here's my Bears, fact. Baby. another georgia here, team here's here's my fact financial freedom is defined as passive income exceeding monthly expenses your ira cannot produce passive income that's a fact all right let's go to mindset i want to talk about what options do i have right or is my is the penalty worth it? And this is where this podcast actually originated me working out with a friend of mine. We were in the gym and he made the statement to me. He said, I've gotten all of my non-qualified, by the way, everyone knows the difference between qualified and non-qualified. Qualified is anything that's like a 401k IRA. It's has restrictions on it. There's certain uh, requirements of you to keep the money in there for certain timeframes. He says, I've gotten all of my non-qualified money out of Wall Street. I was like, man, that's amazing. Good for you. What about your qualified money? Right. And he's he 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 sends me back, you know, a lob over the fence here says, well, well, I don't want to pay a penalty on that. 
Now, Ernie, what would you say to somebody who is struggling with thinking about a penalty as it relates to exiting the the Wall Street game where their IRA sits? First, let's just be clear on what is the penalty that he's talking. What is the penalty that he's talking about? Because Joey brought up the the penalty of future taxes, but really, what what your friend was was thinking of is the early withdrawal penalty, which is ten percent right. of what he pulls out plus the the current taxes due on those funds, right? So he's thinking right. about the ten percent. Right. And you're asking, well, how do we think about this? And and here's here's what I would say. I think there's two two types of people in this world. Which type do you think this guy is? The person who's afraid of the penalty and the person who loves the penalty. What separates those two people? What's the difference between those two people? And I'd say the only difference is ideas. Mm. So Russ, I know that there's more to this conversation that you had with him. And I think even more opportunity for him. Uh, maybe you want to pick up on the, on the rest of that conversation. Well, that, that would be my thought. I want to I want to piggyback what Ernie's saying first because this just came up, Russ, when we were talking with one of our clients the other day, and he said, "Man, I've tried to tell people about infinite banking that are my friend group, and do you know they constantly struggle with like how is this not an expense to buy this life insurance policy? Like it's a, it's a premium, like it's more premium than I've ever thought of that I would ever put towards insurance. And he said, the, you know what I figured out is the key is, is they don't know what to do with the money. Mm. So to your point, Ernie, there's somebody who loves loves the idea of the penalty and people that hate the idea of the penalty and the difference is ideas if you haven't invested in yourself to know what sort of passive income streams are out there i mean reverse five years ago russ six years ago how many ideas did you and i have about passive income it was very it was very few but if you don't take the time to learn, like being a part of our inner circle, for instance, or our passive income mastermind, you are now exposed to ideas and places where people are having massive success, creating financial freedom. Do you care if there's a penalty once you learn those things? Absolutely well, not. So I, I just want to add that two cents. I just read this comment. It was so drawing joy. I wanted to share it. I realize that my time is not really mine. It's my company's. Now I have to stop negotiating my time for money and I need to start working to become financially free. That's exactly how I felt when my daughter Adler asked me on the way to school, dad, can you pick me up from school today? And I had to say, no, baby, I have to go to work. That's where I drew the line. In order for you to be clear on the things you need to do and stop doing and to know who you need to become so that you can stop trading time for money, join us right now at wealthwithoutwallstreet.com forward slash passport. Now let's get back to this episode. Well, I was having that conversation with him, Ernie, and the thing I asked is, aren't you, don't you have a land flipping business? And he said, yeah. I was like, just ballpark for me, what is its return? And, you know, he's like, I don't know. Is it 100%? Is it 50%? I was like, well, let's just say it's 50%. What is the penalty again for taking the money out of your IRA? Going back to your point, 
we're focusing in on the early withdrawal penalty for those who are not 59 and a half. He said 10%. I said, so what you're saying is you're willing to pay a 50% penalty instead of a 10. And I get the wheels turning, right? Like that was the challenge because how many times have we heard that? Is that not maybe a little bit behind the scenes of why they created that word early withdrawal penalty? Do you think that that was put in there for a reason, Mark? Absolutely. Psychological. We are being conditioned to be adverse well, actually, well, we wouldn't even have to be conditioned too far, but, you know, genetically speaking, we are designed to want to avoid tragedy. It's just human preservation. But when we go and throw the word penalty in there, well, now you've, you've gone and put this, this societal pressure, this, this governmental pressure, this, you know, layer of law that's coming into the, to the mix there. And I'm, I'm surprised, well, you know, if it's a penalty, then if, if, if borrowing money is so bad, why don't they call the interest a, a, a penalty charge? Oh, because they want you to borrow money because they know they're going to make money. Right. And, and really, when you break it down, if, if we go back to, you know, if, if you've got 100 grand, and in this case, they're going to charge you a 10% penalty, an early withdrawal penalty. So they're going to take 10% out. So you're going to have 90 grand left over. Do you believe, like you said, that in the next year or coming years, you can make the amount of that penalty charge back and actually start creating cash flow for yourself today, as opposed to waiting and deferring until you're older, maybe less ambulatory, maybe less, you know, able to get out and about and travel. And yay, um, I, I'm, I'm retired, but I can't travel and I can't enjoy anything because I spent all my best years that I could have traveled and enjoyed, uh, played with my kids, gone to dance recitals, gone to soccer games, baseball games, you know, been disappointed at the Raiders games. Um, I missed out on all those opportunities because I sat around working so that I could someday hopefully retire and, and have that be enough money for me. So the penalty that. is not a penalty if you have the right mindset. It's a small price to pay to unlocking the potential of what you can do with that cash today. Joey, are we saying that someone should absolutely 100% cash out their IRA and start investing? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. If you're, if you're not willing to invest in yourself and educate yourself on what is possible and be clear on really what it's going to do for you, then don't do it. Please don't do it. That, that it would, would be, be it would a be, terrible idea. Uh, yeah, it'd be a terrible idea. I, I remember, it's probably been 10 years ago now, I had this dentist, he at the time was in his late 50s. He was... He's maybe like 57, a couple years away from hitting the magical 59 and a half. And he he owned his own dental practice, had done really well for himself, as most dentists have over the years. He'd built up multiple seven figures in an IRA. And one of his friends made the mistake of introducing him to me and the things that we're doing. <laughs> he started realizing that he had taxed his family a tremendous amount of money. Now, let me explain to you what that meant is by having that money inside of that IRA, he had not got it in a position where he could use it for all the things that was possible and around him. And he 
Ernie decided to start taking out all of that money out of his IRA. And he did it over a two or three year period of time, paid all the tax, paid the 10% penalty. And you know what, what he's done with that since? He has um, helped one of his kids start a brand new business. He's helped that. Uh, he's actually done some investing with one of his children. He's helped another one get their first house off the ground and being able to finance it and do a bunch of the remodel, the stuff that normally they would have had to have either a bridge loan or construction loan, stuff like that, that isn't always easy, especially for young couples. And by by doing that, he put his family in a better position to where he used, he started taking them down to the beach and having a family conference to talk about how money really works and how now what he had done wrong, what he had now changed to, and what the future is going to look like. And I would say what was most inspiring about that is that he was thinking about it. His mindset was not, how does this impact me personally? He was thinking about, how is this going to impact my family? How is this going to impact the generations that come after? And we know this guy pretty well. I mean, every time he's had multiple grandchildren over the years, five, six, seven, I don't know what it is. And every single time he has one, what happens, Aaron? Well, I, Russ, I don't know if you know this detail, but some of his kids have taken what he's doing. Those family meetings have sunk in. And so now his kids are doing this. But, you know, Russ, you're right. When he has a new grandchild, if his kid's not doing it, he's calling in and he's wanting to buy an insurance policy on that grandchild. Yeah, he's taking some of that cash. He's stuffing it into another place because he knows access to cash is the freeing point. That is what's going to propel people to financial freedom. And he knows putting it in jail where he had done before <clears throat> was a terrible thing. But let's get to some of the financial. For those analyticals listening right now, I want to make sure we break down some of the numbers behind this, because this is where, to be honest, I needed to, to see this. I needed to see how this breaks out. Mark, talk a little bit, maybe an example of where this made mathematical sense on your end. Yeah. So I know this one lady, smoking hot, totally awesome. Like, you know, <laughs> just, uh, you know, salt of the earth you know can't say enough good things about her um and she was willing enough to say yes to me at the altar so i i, I, f I figure she's a cheat you know she's all <laughs> she's right a keeper. yeah <laughs> definitely got some brains on her um so my wife had an ira and so we we talked about it and again you know we're not tax professionals we're not licensed certified financial planners of any sort but laying out options of what other people have done and so i shared with her hey you know you've got this ira she wasn't happy with it she saw the market was stealing from her. She recognized, I want to put this to work. So we walked through, well, there will be a 10% penalty. And she said, okay. So we had a 10% penalty on that, but we got all the cash out and through some other strategies, we were able to hang on to as much of the resources we could and then put it to work, found some investment options for her. And she's now making 12% on that pile of cash. So yeah, they did take 10% and you know what? That's unfortunately the fine print when you sign on the dotted line and you get into that relationship with the government using that specific vehicle, that is the fine print. Well, now that you can see it, we had to pay that, that exit fee, but we're going to make it back and we're going to make it back again and again and again. And we're going to get to use those dollars today 
versus waiting until she's 59 and a half. How about you, Ern? I know uh, recently you and your bride took a trip to the lake. Did that inspire an idea about this from a mathematical standpoint in you? I don't know about the math. I mean, we really enjoyed the lake. <laughs> I wasn't thinking about <laughs> wasn't thinking about the math at the lake. But I did tell you this: we I was we we picked up the the boat we were going to use, and my father and I were in the boat riding down the lake to the house, and we were just admiring the beautiful homes on the lake. I mean, it's unbelievable. And he was telling me he's he's older. He's telling me the houses. 20 years ago, 30 years ago, they didn't look like the houses that they're building now. I mean, right. he he remembers going to the lake and he was going to little shacks, right? That's not what's getting built at the lake now. So I asked him, well, why do you, what do you, what do you think has happened? Why are we building all these massive homes? And I don't know if this is true. Uh, I don't know if he doesn't know this is true, but the idea he gave me is he just, he just told me, hey, we're in the midst of one of the largest wealth transfers in history. And this money's coming down. And I think these kids are going and putting into these homes and are enjoying this money that's passed down. And as we're as we're thinking about the penalty of the IRA, it just made me think if you're putting money into an IRA, you're locking it up for a lake house to be built in 40 years. Mm. <laughs> right? If that's true, that's what's gonna happen. That money is coming down, somebody's gonna enjoy it. Right. That's the penalty, 40 years of not enjoying something like that. What if instead of putting that money away, you kept it and you're able to create something for your family to enjoy? Now, I'm not saying that's a good financial decision, unless it is, <laughs> right? Lake houses, they seem to appreciate in a way that corresponds to the market. But it just made me think from a, maybe not a mathematical perfect example, but certainly is the penalty worth of 40 years of deferring a lake house? And not just a lake house, but a pretty nice one. I'd like to have that. Uh, the answer is no for me on that one. That's a big fat <laughs> no. <laughs> and, and it's interesting. You said the inheritance. Well, it depends on how big the inheritance is. Most people don't realize, but our accountants tell this all the time. And I, when if you if you have an IRA, ask or um, yeah, ask your accountant what is the worst asset that I owned to pass down when I die. And if they don't tell you an IRA, they are straight lying to you. Because literally 90% of every dollar that is in your IRA has the potential to go away in tax, both from an estate tax standpoint and the federal income tax. 90 cents on the dollar, but up to 90 cents on the dollar can go away. So hopefully, um, people were inheriting money earning, but my guess is based upon that math, they weren't inheriting money from IRAs. It wouldn't be, it wouldn't make a whole lot of sense. Stallion, from a financial standpoint, you have experience actually taking money from an IRA. Talk about why that was beneficial for you. Yeah. Well, I'll just share from a mathematical standpoint, and I'm not, I'm not the most detailed guy in the world. You know, this from listening to us, but at the time that I left uh, Wells Fargo, I had a significant amount of my 401k. And I knew that my choices were to leave it and not have access to it or to take it out, take the hit on the penalty, take the hit on the taxes, and then begin to invest in things that I knew and understood. 
at the time, I've already told you this, I didn't know a whole lot about passive income, but what I did know about was private lending, right? I knew how to look at a uh, mortgage applicant, look at and underwrite it just by in, in a few minutes. I could tell you, this is a great deal. And you know what? There were certain people that came to me after I exited that said, hey, um, I, ha- I can't get a mortgage at a traditional bank because of X, Y, or Z. Maybe it was their employment history. Maybe it was their um, citizenship status. Maybe it was their credit history wasn't you know significant enough. But I could look at that and I'd say, man, this is a good deal. They're going to put 20% down on a primary residence and they're willing to do a 15-year mortgage at 10%. Well, immediately in my brain, I was like, I'm going to take a 10% penalty to be able to immediately take dollars and create 10% returns. It's good enough, right? To me, that was all I needed. I needed to know that I was at least going to have a 10% place that I could put money. Now, those were not my favorite things that we ever did. In fact, I was kind of frustrated that I had tied up money that potentially for 15 years, but thankfully they paid them off. And what has that led to Russ is you've heard us report it every single month going from zero in passive income to over 50,000 in passive income in the last two years of focusing and educating over those, the, the three or four years before that, this is what the penalty cost right? Missing out on this would have been massive failure on my part. And I don't want that for you. That's the, the hidden hand, right? Right. That that's the invisible hand, not the hidden hand, the invisible hand in the, in the involvement. It's the unseen. That's right. Right. So oftentimes we get so caught up on the financial side of this, where we're trying to look for the black and the white. We're saying, if I take the money out, they're going to take the 30% or whatever your tax rate is, plus the penalty. Oh, man, how in the world would I ever make that up? Well, here's the problem. And it doesn't matter if you have an IRA or a self-directed IRA, because all those are are wrappers. They're literally just the way that the government taxes them. Some of them have the ability to invest in different things that maybe other ones can't. But they're all the same exact thing as they relate to how are they treated from a tax perspective. So we have friends who have learned how to invest in real estate, for instance. Real estate has a ton of tax advantages, except when it's invested in an IRA. How much can I um, write off against my taxes with the cost uh, segregation depreciation stuff, Joey, when it's bought within an IRA? Zero. How much of the the payments can I write off on the mortgage? Zero. The financial aspects of investing through IRAs limit the benefits I get from certain investments. But let's just say... That's not even the issue. Let's just say that you can, you, 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 you're winning. Like you're truly winning. I'm using my IRA and I'm making 50% returns. What's going to happen come tax day when you need to get access to that money? When we come to retirement, 
right? That's the word of Wall Street. We get to the point where now we are 59 and a half and older, and we are going to access some of the money out of this IRA. Now, all that money, all of those gains, all of that hard work, who's going to get 30, 40, 50%, maybe more out of that account? So going back to your example, Mark, using financial, I had $100,000. And let's say I had to pay 40% with the early withdrawal penalty and the taxes and only had 60 grand left. But from that point, I could use that 60 grand. I could take advantage of tax advantage. I could take advantage of using it, being able to co-mingle it with other things, which is another issue, right? With my IRA, I can't buy things and co-mingle it with other dollars. I only can use it for that one thing, which is why it limits us to so, so few opportunities. But if, if I have access to it, I get access to all those benefits and I can use it and I'm going to take typically, not being a tax guy here, but typically capital gains on a lot of those gains, right? So I'm going to get money out at 15 or 20%. That's 60,000, it grows to 500,000. I'm going to start taking those dollars out and paying 20% on capital gains rates. As compared to if I took my whole hundred and I let it grow to 600, right? I didn't have the penalties or whatever. I'm going to start pulling those dollars out and I don't have 600. That's the fallacy in this. There's the thing that most people miss in the math is when you look at your IRA, you need to immediately reduce, reduce it by your tax rate. That's how much money you have. So when someone looks and says, I got 600, no, you got 420, right? You got 380. And every dollar you're taking out is subject to whatever the new rate is. So if the if the person in office like they're doing this year says, hey, we want to increase rates, well, you're going to pay a little bit more. So I would say that the penalty of keeping it in, not only from a mindset standpoint, but also from a financial standpoint, doesn't make a lot of sense if you're educated. Our three points, education, mindset, and financial are one of the reasons why this is so beneficial for you to understand what the penalty truly is. All right, Mark, last thoughts. Free them, release the hounds, let them loose. Earn. Do you know you can put a necklace on an elephant and a stake in the ground and it'll stay there? What kind of stake, like a ribeye or what are we talking about? Filet? <laughs> yeah, something high class like that. No, just a little stake in the ground because it doesn't doesn't know that it can it can leave or you can tie a horse horse up to a little post and, and it'll stay. You don't have to really even tie it on there because it it's it's just it's just so secure and what that is it it knows the drill. Uh, we talked earlier about there being two different types of people: one who's who hates the penalty, is afraid of the penalty, and the person who loves the penalty. Well, when you get an idea that you want to go get something. And you gain some real clarity on on what that is and what life looks like when you accomplish that. You'll start to build a little confidence as you start thinking about that, and you'll pull that stake out of the ground. You'll pull that post up. You'll run through that fence, and you'll go get what you want on the other side. So I think when you gain clarity, when you gain confidence, you'll gain conviction, and you'll run right through that ten percent penalty. You'd be willing mm -hmm. to pay whatever today's tax rates are, because you know that you can go create something much better. Now, that's not advice. That's just what we're seeing our community members go and accomplish. And now we get to have the privilege of having them come back on this podcast and, and share those stories 
And Joey, I know you've personally done that. Mark, you've personally done that. I uh, was never in a position to to put money into those qualified plans so that I could be one of those stories. But, you know, I'd have it if I could. Uh, but that that's the opportunity. Conviction and mm-hmm. confidence. Go get what you want. Love that. Stallion, final thoughts. I can speak from experience that your business partner is a super important choice. Gratefully, uh, I have a great one. If you got an IRA, you got the crappiest business partner you could ever imagine. (laughs) I'm just telling you right now, they are greedier than you could ever imagine. And they will suck you dry when you're super successful in the future. Get out of that business partnership before it gets any worse. And by the way, join us in the inner circle. If you haven't been here, haven't been a part, get on a free call with us, wealthwithoutwallstreet.com forward slash free call and get started in inner circle. So you're surrounded by people who understand what we're talking about and who are well on their way to financial freedom and they can help you along the way. Yeah, I, I would say, ask the question, what does it cost to me not? to do it right we always talk about why clarity is so important for us and we say your why must be greater than your why not otherwise you'll stop short so when you're looking at this i would say what is the cost go back to your why look at all the things that you said you wanted why you wanted to become financially free what is being lost or missed out on because you now have put money in a place that you can't access that cannot be one of those soldiers for you helping you conquer this whole concept of financial freedom. Thank you coaches for jumping on. Thank you for listening to this as always have an amazing day. This has been the wealth without wall street podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to the show to break free of the wall street mindset and begin building wealth on your own terms in places you understand so that your wealth will never run dry. See you next episode.